0: There's something that's been stewing inside of me for a long time now, and it's time that I made a clean breast of it, explaining my regrets at the confessional. I am not Catholic by upbringing, though I confess that some Catholic practices resonate with me. The act of confession has always seemed an appropriate thing to do given our unending penchant for bad human behavior. Merely thinking about contrition has never seemed sufficient when seeking atonement for the mistakes I've made, intentional or otherwise. So in search of conduit through which to unburden my ubiquitous sense of guilt, I find that writing works for me. And here I can use the eyes and ears of followers To serve as a sort of priestly receptacle for something that has begun to haunt me. Years ago in Northfield, when our kids were still at home and Katie and I were consumed with the work of raising a family and attending to the requirements of rather demanding work, I committed an offense. Amidst the chaos of already packed daily living, Katie's mom, Muriel, relocated to Northfield in order to be closer to us. She had previously lived in an assisted living facility in Kenyon, Minnesota, where I worked, and prior to that had lived with her husband, Chet, in Arizona. But her daily living needs increased to the point where Chet could no longer provide care, and rather than locating her in an Arizona facility, he thought that being closer to us made better sense. Kenyon facility was close, but after a year or two, we encouraged her to come to Northfield to a brand new facility and where visiting with her would be easier. Her time there was well spent, but Muriel was in the grip of Alzheimer's disease and in a short time she required one last relocation to a full care accommodation. It was here where I went so wrong. Muriel's growing forgetfulness and cognitive problems progressed to a stage where she was bedridden much of the time. She struggled to express herself on any topic, making our ever less frequent visits more awkward, uncomfortable. She had difficulty recognizing the kids, at least by name, and that inability seemed to distress them. Always one who found hospital-like settings difficult I visited less and less often to reduce my discomfort and, as I rationalized, to avoid troubling the kids. Katie continued to make her regular visits while the kids were in school and I was at work, but we rarely called on her as a family. The gradual withdrawal bothered me at the time, but not enough to change my actions. If Muriel couldn't say my name or respond very well to my words, What was the point. The point was that she needed me, us, all of us together as a family, to accompany her on a journey that must have been very lonely indeed. Her husband and oldest daughter lived a half-continent away, and those of us who were best able to provide family connection pulled away in direct cadence to her growing need for closeness. My own desire for normalcy in relating to Muriel exceeded her need for my understanding and acceptance of her circumstance. I failed her terribly at a time when she most needed my presence and that of our entire family. Of course, my deepening awareness of this breach of love and caring has surfaced with the progression of Katie's own confrontation with Alzheimer's. And from that perspective, I now see the egregious offense that I committed, the withholding of love and support. And I have learned that far from being oblivious to visits and conversation and encouragement, Muriel simply responded to such offerings differently than others could. Pastor Lynn Castile Harper has written a book about serving Alzheimer's patients entitled on Vanishing, Mortality, Dementia, and What It Means to Disappear. She cuts right to the core of my guilt without condemnation. That comes all by itself upon my own reflection. Quote, the person with dementia does not simply disappear on her own. It is not just a matter of the private malfunctioning of her private brain. It has to do with our malfunctioning our diseased public mind." I know now that the disease with which I grappled back then was my own, a misguided perception born of ignorance. Ignorance is the demon responsible for much of life's need for confession, as it was in my case But what was known about Alzheimer's disease in the 90s is little defense for me. I have no need for facts or figures or protocols in determining how to remain close to someone I love. I simply failed to follow what I intuitively knew was the right thing to do, and out of my own desire for comfort. Harper's instructions are relentless, If I stand still and watch a person walk away from me, she grows smaller and smaller until she reaches the vanishing point. She has not vanished from the planet or from herself. She has vanished only from my view. If I move toward her, she reaches her vanishing point more slowly. If I move away from her, she reaches it sooner." Would my presence and the increased presence of everyone in our family have slowed the progression of Muriel's disease? I am ill at ease at the thought, but encouraged at the thought that there are other caregivers in Katie's life besides her doctors and children and me. There are many to make a difference. Harper puts the onus squarely on me, on us as, quote, the vanishing at the vanishing point, however, is an illusion. It simply disappears from an observer's view. The person with dementia exists beyond my capacity to keep her in my line of sight. She remains a person despite my or anyone else's limited powers of vision. Still, we must reckon with the disappearing, even if it is in some sense illusory. Unquote. Muriel never really vanished until it was time for her passing at age 96. I had the opportunity and the privilege to render her accompaniment during the final years of her life and I rejected it. That will be my burden to bear and no amount of prayer or penance will make it lighter but I am no longer ignorant about the shape and form of what constitutes meaningful life and my role in contributing to it. I made a promise to Muriel's daughter, Katie, as we married, and I intend to keep it.